uh-oh, he's the best actor in the world. When God made him, he broke the mold. In Blue Valentine's, he wears no clothes. Unfortunately, you can't see his toes. Believe me, I've checked with my bros. What is wrong with me? I guess no one knows. He's got a meme in which he says, hey girl, it's absurd. Uh, uh, Ryan, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blow my mind. Jump into the driver's seat like you did in the movie Call Drive. Riding through the streets even though you hardly speak. No, you know just what I mean. Some say your character is on the spectrum. Welcome to another episode of Literally Him, a deep dive into Ryan Gosling's filmography. I'm your co-host, Joseph. And I'm your co-host, Emilio. Here we are with our highly anticipated Barbie review. And by highly anticipated, I mean all five of our followers who could not wait for this episode. Um, But before we get to it, um, I also wanted to point out, you know, Barbenheimer was a big thing. I mean, though, you checked out Oppenheimer. Uh, What did you think of it in general? I loved it. I thought it was very well made. Um, the story was great. Uh, it made me revisit the dark thought of the fact that we can pretty much end society at any moment. <laughs> you re- you, do, you thought do of you this were, before? Well, like, you know, when you're a kid and you learn about the atomic bomb and like nuclear war and all that, and you learn about the cold war and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, that's kind of crazy. And then... As the as an adult watching that movie, you're like, oh shit, yeah, we can pretty much go into nuclear winter and starve and die. <laughs> I like Albert Einstein's uh, cameo too. <laughs> yeah, I uh, the scene I liked the most was um, was after Oppenheimer. Spoiler alert! Initially, he gets like uh, he gets investigated for being a communist, and then. Um, <laughs> there's like a taxi that pulls away from his house and then suddenly Einstein disappears oh, yes. like from the shadows. Yeah. <laughs> My whole theater started laughing in that scene. <laughs> he just but, shows uh, up out of nowhere. I wanted to point out, um, dude, our our boy Dane DeHaan's in it. And I really Oh like, yeah. It's such a star studded cast. But freaking Dane DeHaan, who was in Place Beyond the Pines, he plays Jason. He's in Oppenheimer, and he has such a good role. What do you think of his performance? I thought he was really well, actually. Yeah, I liked him. I liked all the uh, all the um, different actors in that cast, despite like maybe how little their roles were. I mean, Josh Peck was in it too. <laughs> yeah, and so was uh the dude from uh diary of a wimpy kid he plays the older brother roderick he's oh in, he yeah, has a short that's right and then one of the safty brothers he's in it yeah. too. he does such a good job yeah i don't know if you're a fan of uh, travis scott but i do want to pull the quote of what uh Garo told me during the middle of the movie she was like uh dude this movie's like the new travis scott album there's like so many fucking features in it <laughs> <laughs> features <laughs> No, yeah, it is. It is a huge star-studded cast. Um, what did, What did you think about it? 
I, I loved it. I'm a big, I love Christopher Nolan. I think a lot of his movies appeal to like cinema bros who think like The Godfather is the best movie ever. But <laughs> I, I do love his work a lot. I love Interstellar, Tenet, and um, Inception. And I thought this one was awesome too. I do. I, I was telling Emilio after the movie that uh, next to me and Caro, there was a guy who had a backpack and he kept fidgeting with his backpack and he kept fidgeting in general. And it kind of made me and Caro nervous just because you know the climate of our society and people in movie theaters and uh we thought we we're gonna get the real explosion experience for a second um it was kind of about fucking to be scary. a 4d experience buddy <laughs> oh shit this imax is crazy um, <laughs> but it, it was nerve-wracking like the scene where they do the initial test of the bomb and they're counting down i was also like i might die right now <laughs> so do the um the the Oh, I forgot what it's called, the specific term, but the 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 shock wave from the blast mm-hmm. scared the scared the shit out of me because it was so quiet when it went off, and I mm-hmm. kept thinking like, okay, it's gonna happen now, okay, it's gonna happen now. Then I was like, boom, and I was like, oh my god. Did you watch it in IMAX? No, I didn't. Unfortunately, um, I just caught like a super quick uh, screening of it on the David's release. But um, apparently, one of my friends, he told me that to see it in the 70 millimeter that Christopher Nolan um, filmed it as, you, it's um, every showing for the next two weeks is booked. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's that's. I try to get wild. tickets and the, and the only place I could go to was in Covina. But uh, man, who wants to go there? Just kidding. Just kidding. If we have listeners <laughs> in Covina. <laughs> And you know you you actually are you actually successfully did Barbenheimer. I did. Yeah. yeah. I was dude, fucking awesome segue because I, I didn't know how to pivot this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so as of this recording, me and Emilio watched uh Barbie in theaters at like 12 a matinee showing and then i yeah. immediately left to uh burbank to go watch it go watch oppenheimer with Godel. um hey we have a lot of listeners that are not just our friends so i just want to point out Godel, this person this this person who i'm going to talk about a little bit as well for this episode is uh my fiance and uh yeah we had a great time watching both movies um yeah so let's go ahead and get into it freaking Barbie, uh, are there any general thoughts that you have about the movie before going into it? Um, it didn't necessarily, at least for me, come off as a kid's movie. Yeah, I can I can get how a lot of the humor uh, is a little uh, a little out there, a little corny, like a little childish i guess but the film itself didn't really feel like i'm watching a kid's movie which i actually really liked i knew that was gonna be the case anyways going into it but watching it i was like oh wow okay like this feels like i I, i'm not sure how to exactly say it but it feels like a silly movie for adults yeah but also kids can enjoy it as well yeah, um, it definitely subverted my expectations 
just to make a parallel to the movie we just covered, Place Beyond the Pines. Um, initially, for Place Beyond the Pines, you think it's going to be a bank robbery movie, and it's not just that. Barbie, you think it's going to be a silly kids movie, and it's not just that. Yeah. And then also in uh, Place Beyond the Pines, it deals a lot with relationships between uh, father and son. And then in Barbie, it deals a lot with relationships between uh, mothers and daughters. Mm-hmm. Um. I thought it was fucking funny as hell. I thought it was really cool. Um, I like Greta Gerwig, the uh, director. Um, I love Lady Bird and um, uh, Little Women is also awesome. Um, And I thought this was another great movie that she did. Um, Are there any like general thoughts you have about the director? Um, I do like that movie, Lady Bird. I actually haven't seen Little Children. Or Little Women, uh, but mm-hmm. I did enjoy that movie. I don't know too much about her as far as um, her background in film, but yeah, I did enjoy that one movie, Lady Bird. I still, I still have to check out Little Woman because I've heard that one's really good as well. Um, so me and Emilio went to go watch this movie in Whittier, at Whittier Cinema Village, and this is my second time watching it. The first time I watched it was at Cinemark, and I think I've come to the realization that I don't want to go watch movies unless it's at an AMC, which kind of (laughs) sucks, because both times there were, like, a lot of unruly people. I mean, like, I like when people, like, laugh really loud or say something out loud during a movie, but... I don't know if you noticed, Emilio, but there was an older woman in front of us with her grandchildren. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she kept making comments, and it was really, really weird. Um, at the end of the movie, she was talking to me and Emilio, and she said to us, like, you guys are kin. You guys know that? And we stood up to leave, and we're like, oh, yeah, you're right. And then she, like, from behind, she reached over to grab my hand as, like, a, I don't know, like, people like to touch you after they make a joke but she grabbed me a little too hard and kind of like okay uh have a good day we just left but she was definitely a little a little quirky yeah she um i could tell she was like making comments because her she's with her kids or she was with kids and there's a that scene where um barbie goes do you do you ever think about death mm-hmm. and the party just ends and she goes buzzkill ha! <laughs> I, was just, I was like oh god um so yeah let's 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 uh so for this movie i didn't have the chance to take down notes because i didn't want to be like a weirdo and have my notebook out during the movie but yeah i guess i just go through like a few scenes uh the initial scene is a spoof on space odyssey 2001 space odyssey and it shows a bunch of uh, little girls playing with dolls and they set up that before Barbie, the primary uh, doll for a girl would be a baby. And so they would mimic being a mother. And that Barbie broke that mold, that broke that uh, stereotype, and allowed girls to play with a doll that allowed them to be more than just mothers. What did you think of this initial spoof of uh, 2001 Space Odyssey? I I actually really, I loved it. I loved when Mm. the girls, the little little girls realized like, oh, we have something new to play with, like this new revolutionary doll, and they just start beating the shit out of their baby dolls, <laughs> like breaking them apart. <laughs> it was good. I like um, that little um, that little spoof. 
Uh, dude, I fucked up. I forgot to ask you. Do you have a synopsis for the movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. Barbie and Ken are having the time of their lives in the colorful and seemingly perfect world of Barbie land. However, when they get a chance to go to the real world, they soon discover the joys and perils of living among humans. Uh, one thing I do like about this movie a lot is that they don't spend too much time explaining how Barbie land is in the real world. And I appreciate when a movie sometimes is just like, fuck it, who cares? Like, this is just the reality. Just accept it. We don't need to explain step by step. So just just, just roll with it. You'll be fine. Uh, so I did appreciate that. Um, so we start with Barbie. We see that she lives in a really uh, like idealized world. Um, I love the freaking set pieces in Barbie land. Yeah. They look so, so cool and so amazing. Uh, we see that Barbie wakes up every day. She has a perfect day all the time. All the Barbies have notable jobs. They're very accomplished. They're either Nobel Prize winners. They're pilots. They're astronauts. They all have amazing jobs. Uh, uh, Margot Robbie is playing stereotypical Barbie, so she is the very first one. And we see that all Kens are just Ken. They don't have a job. All they do is uh, they live for Barbie pretty much. So we get to a scene where they're at the beach and Ryan Gosling is finally introduced as, or not finally, but he's introduced as Ken. And um, what did you think of his look with his blonde hair and, and his uh, abs? Um, it was a little odd at first, but it definitely oddly fits him. Mm-hmm. I like the, um, I like the choice that he made as like an actor to kind of go for this, uh, bombastic, almost kind of uh, broy, but kid style voice that he has. Because I think the first line he's like, "Hi, Barbie!" Like just like <laughs> <laughs> all obnoxious like that. I think that was like a great introduction to like what this character is going to be like for the rest of the film. Um, it's funny. Uh, that's where we're introduced to like all the other kins. And um, he, Ryan's Ken has like a rivalry with Simu Liu's Ken. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I didn't realize like how big of a rivalry it was towards like the climax of the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of my coworkers did mention that she thought Simu Liu was a more handsome Ken than Ryan Gosling. What do you think about that? That is very interesting. I would like to say to that coworker, if you're listening, you're wrong. You're super <laughs> wrong about that. Um, no, Simu Liu looks great. He looks really... Uh, all Everyone in this movie looks fantastic. Uh, the... Uh, oh, my God. What's the word? The, peop- the, the people that make... The costume designers mm-hmm. do a really good job of making sure that everyone is fitted out in like the most stereotypical sort of Barbie or Ken outfits. Um, And also in the movie, everyone's either Ken or Barbie, except for one person who is Alan, (laughs) who is played by uh, Michael Sarah and Alan is Ken's friend. Uh, What did you think of Michael Sarah's look? Oh, he was hilarious. I loved him in that movie. His, his look is so, I don't. I don't know. I don't necessarily know how the doll is supposed to look, Alan, but 
Yeah, Michael Sarah just wears that role so well, just like dorky. Yeah, he he was great too. He had some great lines in that movie. So in the story, what ends up happening is that Barbie discovers that she has thoughts of mortality. Uh, she has a scene where she just breaks a, a dance, a choreographed dance party, and she says, "You guys ever think about death?" And there's a very classic record scratch. Everyone pauses. But then the party continues as she corrects herself. She says, I mean, I'm dying to dance. And uh, mm-hmm. I think the humor in the movie flows really easily. It's really funny. Um, but eventually in the story, we're introduced to Kate McKinnon's uh, Barbie. Her her Barbie is weird Barbie. She's a Barbie <laughs> that, that kids like messed up because uh, Margot Robbie's Barbie is starting to have things like cellulite. Her feet are now flat instead of curved into like a high heel position, and she wants to correct it. Um, what do you think of Kate McKinnon's performance? Oh, she was she was great too. She plays uh, the weird Barbie so well. I love how she's doing the splits all the time because the mm-hmm. child or her her child that played with her in, in the film was constantly making her do the splits. <laughs> and there's like that running joke that she. Uh, that she's like the ugliest Barbie. And um, I I do like, though, how even though she's the weird Barbie, she knows the most about the human world. And yeah. she knows about the connection between uh, the person playing with you and uh, the doll. And I, I think that's kind of like an obvious thing because she was the weird Barbie, but she was like exposed to so much traumatic stuff yeah like there's like that that be real where uh the the little girl's playing with her and they're having like dinosaurs pretend to eat her and she just fucks up her makeup and dyes her hair and cuts it all crazy <laughs> but um yeah yeah she was great in that i i also like that joke where she's looking into the um the snow globe after mm-hmm. uh weird barbie explains to barbie that she has to go to the human world and rebuild this connection again with the person playing with her. And then, uh, she's holding it up in front of her face and she moves it away. And then it's just her like smiling. She goes, Oh my God. And he goes, Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I kind of walked into that one. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I like Kate McKinnon. Uh, I can't help but think about her time in SNL. Yeah. She played a Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And uh, the first thing I always think about is uh, when Ruth Gator, uh, Ruth, I have such trouble saying her name, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, when she passed away, uh, the first episode after that, they had her dress up as her because she did a character as her. And then she was like playing the piano and said something to the effect of like, I'm at peace now or something like that. And it's just, it's the most cheesy shit. Like it was really weird and bad, but uh, she does a fantastic job in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we established that Margot Robbie has to go into the real world, reconnect with the child that's playing with her. And so she does that. And she also uh, Ken tags along against her will. And so they end up in California um, and they end up at Venice Beach. At Venice Beach, Margot Robbie's Barbie figures out that in the real world, uh, there's things like patriarchy, there's misogynism, uh, misogynism. And uh, they find out that 
everything is not ideal or the same as their own world, like they were expecting. Uh, They have this quick line where Margot Robbie says, like, I feel like everyone's staring at me and there's a hint of like violence against, uh, there's also a hint of violence. And Ken responds like, people are also staring at me, but in a respectful way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love how Ken's just like eating, eating it up. She's like, if people are looking at me, it's making me feel conscious, but about myself, really? It's kind of making me feel like respected. (laughs) (laughs) He's getting like all those like compliments, but there's like no undertones to them. I think uh, that Ryan Gosling is so good at playing uh, an idiot. (laughs) He's so good at being (laughs) funny. Yeah. Uh, And I really adore him because he's so willing to be that person to play a fool. Um, when, like we talked about before, there are so many actors who would probably see this role and be like, well, can we change a little bit? Can we give Ken, can we make Ken a little bit smarter or whatever? But he just understands it and he just goes for it and he does such a good job. Uh, so later on Barbie through just some type of connection she has with the person who plays with her, she figures out that, this girl who is her, the person who plays with her is at some school. So they decide to go to this middle school and there she confronts or tries to talk to the girl that's playing with her. Uh, the character's name is Sasha. Uh, Sasha has this big monologue where she calls Barbie, uh, for like upholding patriarchy, upholding these like unattainable standards for women and calls her a fascist. What (laughs) do you think of that scene? Um, you know, it was a uh, was definitely a lot to unload on Barbie. <laughs> yeah, but um, the fascist part I thought was really funny. I feel like yeah, that word gets thrown around a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like that part after where she's like a fascist. I'm not a fascist. I don't own the railroads. <laughs> It's the humor is really good in it. Like yeah. there are multiple times where like there there what I always appreciate in a comedy is when there are these quick like throwaway lines that you could miss really easily. Mm-hmm. So watching this a second time, there were like plenty of lines that I was like, I don't I don't remember that the last time I watched it, but that's super, super funny. Um, I think um I think that uh that uh monologue that she that the little girl gives Barbie is kinda like in line with like how a, a how a any kid or teen would try to argue with you or like put you down cuz i mean i know that cuz i have um cousins that are teenagers and they'll hear like words like that and they'll kind of just throw out words mm-hmm. because they think like that they're smarter than they really are. So that's why I liked when she ended it with a uh, fascist. And then, yeah. And then like that little throwaway line where Barry points out, like, I don't, I don't own like corporations. Like I don't, how, how am I a fascist? It's just so good. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I work with kids. Um, I'm, I'm a teacher and um, some kids can definitely be like that. They find buzzwords on social media and they'll just throw it out without actually knowing it. Um, but also kids are really smart. They, yeah. they can do the research and then they'll, um, surprise you with the knowledge they have, like teaching history. Um, I'll have plenty of times where I'm just astounded by the stuff that these kids know. Like, it's really cool. Yeah. But sorry. What were you going to say? 
Well, no, even um, how she points out that Barbie kind of ruined self-image for women growing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that obviously is very true. And um, I think we started hearing about it when the girls at the time when Barbie came out started to come out and like as adults and they're like, well, yeah, I had like severe body dysmorphia because of these dolls. Cause I mean, all the dolls are, I mean, Barbie for the most part, when the doll was released was like a white woman, blonde hair, skinny. And uh, I do like how they call attention to that fact that, Barbie can be seen as like a negative thing and it was for a lot of people and obviously Barbie's upset because she's like oh well I know Barbie was supposed to change the world for women for the better like like we have presidents and and this and that and all I wanted to do was help women but for a select amount of of women it didn't it made it made things worse it's kind of like um, it kind of reminded me like how how Barbie's mindset in the film is very like oh but we did this so things should be fine. It's kind of like uh, those jokes about like like racism. <laughs> it's like yeah. oh right. yeah, but I have a black friend. Yeah, and it's like oh yeah, things should be fine. Things should be cool. <laughs> like I just kind of like oh there's like a band aid on like the bigger problem right. at play, which I thought was really good. And then in the meantime, yeah. Ken's just figuring out the patriarchy and realizing like, holy shit, <laughs> this place is I like awesome. that. Uh, he conflates patriarchy with horses and that becomes like his main <laughs> thing about it. <laughs> he just sees a bunch of men and horses like that's a part of it. Uh, no, I like that you bring that up, too. Um, I think the writers and Greta Gerwig did a good job of also incorporating uh, the double standard of Barbie as well. Um you need to address that also Barbie kind of upheld these standards as well that, Mm -hmm. and I think they do that pretty well with the scene with the, with uh, Sasha. Um, And also that I think the story that they're also trying to push or the narrative they're going with is that Barbie is a really like progressive toy when it came out. Um, But of course, even things that are progressive back then we look at it now and we realize like, it's not that progressive, but Barbie has also come a long way. We now see that there are Barbies of multiple ethnicities and races that have a bunch of different jobs. They're not just housewives. They're not just a pregnant Barbie like they show in the movie. There's also doctors and presidents. And um, it's really cool. It's also a pretty progressive movie to be shown in like mainstream mainstream media. Mm -hmm. So I think with the movie, they're also continuing that narrative. So I think Mattel did a really good job of, of, of doing that. Pushing along a little bit, we are introduced to Will Ferrell. He is the head of Mattel, and they realize that Barbie and Ken are loose. They get Barbie uh, to show up to the main offices, and they want her to go back to uh, Barbie land. And then she escapes, and then we're introduced to uh, America Ferreira, who's playing Sasha's mom. And we find out that Barbie is not here for the girl Sasha. She's here for the mom, who's played by America Ferreira. Uh, what do you think of America Ferrera's performance in the movie? You know, I haven't seen her in a movie in like a big movie in a long time. And it was really nice seeing her in such a big film like Barbie. Um, I don't know if it's because she is a mother in real life. 
from what I understand, she is very like involved uh, in in a lot of like social issues as well as she's really embraced her role of being a mother in, in the real world, in the real world in her real life. But she plays a mom so well. She seems so connected to you know the things that are good and bad about being a mother because even um she brings up she was feeling nostalgic uh missing when her daughter was younger and so she starts playing with the Barbie doll and that's why uh Margot Robbie's Barbie begins to have thoughts of death and mm-hmm begins to get cellulite i like um i do like how she's mainly worried about the cellulite (laughs) 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 then like the existential dread like even when uh, she's leaving barbie land they're like oh good luck they have the the banner it's like oh good luck in the real world to help your child that's playing with you so you don't get cellulite (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah it just turns out that the mother had all these like really dark ideas for Barbie, like existential Barbie, thoughts of death Barbie, cellulite Barbie. Like she wants the Barbie to be like her. Yeah. And she's kind of just like outwardly uh I guess like venting about how she's getting older and she's just reflecting it onto Barbie. But yeah, she was great. She was uh fantastic. I, I enjoyed her a lot in this movie. Her so her name in the movie is Gloria. I do like that she's in it. She does a she does give a great performance. Uh, she's also in a movie uh, when that she did when she was younger, when she was like a teenager. I think it's called uh, "Real Women Have Curves," and it deals with a uh, with a uh, a woman who or a teenage girl who is like having a rough relationship with her mom. And it has a lot of parallels with uh, the movie Lady Bird that Greta Gerwig did. And I remember when Lady Bird came out, a lot of people people were critiquing the movie, saying like, "This is pretty much kind of a ripoff of Real Women Have Curves." So I think it's really cool that Greta Gerwig uh, ended up working with America Ferrera. I think both of those movies are really good. Um, and uh, yeah, America Ferrera still has it, man. She's still a great actor. Um, I'm going to rewatch Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants because of this movie. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it actually is a good movie. Uh, what'd you th- I also want to ask you, uh, what do you think of Will Ferrell's performance in the movie? You know, I I, I love Will Ferrell. Um, this is just him going typical Will, just uh, sarcastic, loud, extremely loud, goofball type dude he um yeah he he was he's hilarious he's so funny in this movie i like when he's uh when barbie's realizing that women are in charge of barbie and he's like no no what yeah there was a there was that one what's her name the ceo before me she was a woman and i'm sure there was you know another one somewhere there's like two uh his his comedy fits really well in this movie yeah I like when he gets frustrated because she won't get in the box and he says something like, uh, so just get in the box, you Jezebel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he says like, <laughs> oh, am I not allowed to say that? <laughs> old, <laughs> like freaking old time slang that he says. Yeah. I forgot. Um, so in the movie, they eventually go back to Barbie land. Barbie brings Gloria and Sasha to Barbie land and they find out that Ken is already back and he brought 
patriarchy uh, back with him. <laughs> so now in Barbie land, everything is disrupted. Uh, all the Kens are in charge. And in 48 hours, they're going to have a vote to change the constitution. Um, and eventually, uh, Barbie wants to give up. All her friends have turned and they're accepting patriarchy. But uh, she gets picked up by uh, Weird Barbie. And then they soon find out that the way to break this like hypnosis that all the Barbies are under is to tell them about the plight of women. America Ferrera has this uh, monologue where she talks about how women have to fit a standard. They have this impossible standard where they have to be pretty all the time, but they can't show emotions. They have to be a good mother, but they can't talk about their children all the time. Um, and this breaks the Barbies and they realize that oh, what the hell? Like, I'm my own person. I shouldn't just be serving men 24-7. Uh, what do you think of this, like, uh, what's the word, of this uh, montage of them breaking up the Barbie's uh, thought on patriarchy? Um, I liked it because uh, I'm not exactly sure how, but they are all pretty, not brainwashed, but they, they're like under some type of hypnosis where they needed to cater to um, all the Kens. I kind of wish they explored that a little bit because I really want to know how easily Ken was able to get all the Barbies to assimilate to Kendom, as he calls it. Um, yeah, you always kind of forget uh, these standards that are put upon women and even like men as well. And I think they, they do a good job of exploring that later on after the, um, the whole situation with the Ken's taking over Barbie land. But there is a lot of like double standards, a lot of, uh, things that you have to take into consideration when you are a woman in a world like this, uh, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty refreshing. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that in a movie in a while. Actually, um, yeah, I, did. I, I totally. I'm sorry, I totally agree with you. Uh, one thing that you mentioned as soon as you walked out the theater was like, "Why the hell are so many conservative people? Why are people in general so like bent out of shape over this?" Like, I thought it was pretty just like. Yeah, that is how it is for women. Like mainly, it's that Ben Shapiro thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think, <clears throat> I think just in general, people want something to be upset about. I'm sure most of the people who are upset didn't even see the movie, um, because there there are points throughout the film where, uh, even like with the character of Ken where Barbie's saying, like, you don't have to, like, cater to me. Like, yeah. you can be your own person. And then Ken's like, I am Kenuff. And that's where all the Ken <laughs> the Ken memes come from. Um, but even, like, at the end of the film, uh, well, maybe maybe I'm jumping a little forward. Um, no, go for it. But, but just how she's, the, the creator of Barbie's telling Barbie, like, you know, like, all these things that are happening um, are are like normal things that are going to happen, and and no one's going to tell you, no one's going to tell you how to live your life. You have to live your life based off of like your own choices. It gets very, um, very existential. 
Yeah. And it gets very deep, very fast in that scene. Um, I did want to do a 180, though, because I did want to ask you, what do you think of uh, how when Ken takes over Barbie land? How when Barbie walks up to Ken's house, now it's Ken's house, not Barbie's dreamland. And he goes, how do you like Ken's Mojo Dojo Casa house? (laughs) I do, dude. I I think there are so many good lines in the movie. That is one that has stuck with me the most. Um, It's really funny, the idealized version of a man that they portray in it, because it's really like not that far off the things that, that, uh, we would find cool like a big ass Hummer that they have up front uh, mini fridges. They, all they do is drink beer. I think there's one point where Ken says something to the effect of like, yeah, I'm day drunk or something like yeah. that. Like when he's in the pool. <laughs> um, um, but I love it. what do you think of his outfit? You know, it's funny. I think that was uh, inspired by Sylvester Stallone's. Yeah. You remember the picture that there's like a montage where, uh, Ken is at Century City mm-hmm. um, and he's in this plaza and there's a video clips of like, you know, men on, on every dollar bill and Ronald Reagan and golf and drinking and horses and, and Sylvester Stallone and like shirtless, but with like a fur coat on. And the first thing we see Ken in when he comes back is like a white and black fur coat. <laughs> Um, he also has uh boxing gloves and he yeah. also has Adidas, uh, boxing shoes too. <laughs> Cause of Rocky. Yeah. That was so good. That was so funny. Um, he, he I mean, he kind of does bring up a good point though, where, uh, he's talking to Barbie and he gives her that ultimatum of like, you can either be my girlfriend or you can be my on and off semi long-term distance relationship thing. (laughs) And, um, but she's like really upset and you can tell that it's making Ken upset. So Mm. he puts on his sunglasses so that she can't see him cry. And he puts on (laughs) another pair of sunglasses and he goes, tonight is boys night. Cause every night (laughs) is boys night. (laughs) He like walks away. (laughs) I think, uh, yeah, and and, and there is a part where Ken, like, breaks down and he says that Barbie never, like, paid attention to him, which she she doesn't. Um, But I think it also speaks to this fact that even in feminism, even in in a world where where women have just as much agency as men, that there needs to, in order to achieve that, there needs to be a space for for men to, like, heal. Because Mm -hmm. in the end, we see that even patriarchy is horrible for men. Uh, They have to live to the standard that is also, like, unattainable. Um, Obviously, it's worse for women under patriarchy. There's there's no... uh, uh, argument there like of course for women it's way worse but even men have a tough time as well oh sorry um but I, was, I like how he says like i don't like being in charge i don't like thinking it's just too much <laughs> and what, what like, he's like and once the patriarchy doesn't when i realize they don't even look up to horses i lost interest <laughs> <laughs> um a big thing i want to talk about it's probably my favorite scene, but it's uh, the, so the Barbies all uh, unite 
and they're all broken the spell of hypnosis. So their plan is they're going to have all the Kens fight each other because they're <laughs> going to make them jealous of one another. And then while they're fighting, they'll go ratify and a new constitution or uphold their constitution. So the Barbie stay in charge. So they have this big fight scene and they have uh, Ryan Gosling's big uh, solo performance, his song, I'm just Ken. Uh, what'd you think of this and of the song in general? What'd you think of this like fight sequence in general? Oh, I loved it, dude. It was so good. The choreography for the fight was so great. And um yeah, Ryan Gosling can sing, dude. Um he, I mean he does have a band. Uh and yeah. he I think it's called Humble Bones. They have like mm-hmm. one album out, but he's a very like multi talented person. Uh but yeah, just even the, the song was hilarious. Um I, there's like there's a lot that stands out in that uh that fight scene. But when he goes up to Simu Lu and they like just start shirtless in front of each other, like they're doing oh, something the sparkles like are flying. Yeah, sparkles start flying out and all the other cans are like, Whoa <laughs> like they're they're like enamored by this. And then it cuts like- to the, the bigger part of the of the dance sequence where they're all dressed in black. Yeah. yeah, I just want to point out, like, I like that they call back in this short scene when he's in Century City and he sees what what men are all about in the real world. Uh, they also have a little snippet of uh, of Greece, the the part where they're oh, singing yeah. with their black shirts, and then they just totally like it's just so funny that that Ken sees all these little parts and he just makes it all that that's patriarchy to him this short yeah. little snippet that he saw <laughs> so they have this big dance sequence and they're dressed up like um john travolta in greece and it's so it's so good the core the the dancing in this movie is so great uh all the songs are fucking bangers i my standout favorite is charlie xcx's song speed drive um what was your favorite song from the album um you know, I need to look at the album because I I swore that I saw I heard Tame Impala. Yeah, he has a song. Um, so I want to give that song a listen. But that song, Speed Drive, is actually uh really catchy. Extremely yeah, catchy. Stuck in my head. But that the Ken song is great too. Um, there was a. I it's kind of funny because like I don't want to give take away credit from Ryan Gosling. But when they're doing the dance sequence where they're all in the black shirts, to me, it kind of looks like he wants to laugh. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if like, I'm, I'm going to rewatch it next week. Um, Uh if you, if you get a chance to rewatch it or or for the listeners are listening, if you're going to rewatch it or if you, if you're going to be your first time watching, I just, I, he has like this look that I remember him having on SNL where he wants to like break character. And yeah. there's like some parts where he it looks like he's like holding back like a smile, <laughs> but yeah. they probably just yeah. had to use that take because they spent so long doing these, <laughs> doing these scenes. But I was thinking like, damn, it looks like he genuinely like wants to laugh at this. <laughs> he, uh, and we pointed this out too in the nice guys. He has a few scenes where he it looks like he's about to break, and they use that anyway. And we, we talked about Jimmy Fallon and how like, oh, he's yeah. annoying as hell. But I mean, when it's Ryan Gosling, like I give a shit, it makes it funnier just for me. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Fallon's just annoying. Fuck that guy. 
He'd probably be so, probably be Alan. <laughs> my yeah, and, and Michael Sarah has a lot of good parts too. Like he beats up a bunch of uh Ken's <laughs> at some yeah. point. And um so just to get to the ending, um the Barbies end up winning. They withhold their constitution, they're still in charge. Uh they give Ken's like a small little role to play in like a lower court system. So now they have a little bit of agency, but not as much as them. Um, and it turns out that uh, Margot Robbie's stereotypical Barbie is no longer happy being in this uh, this uh, ideal world, and she wants to be a real woman. And so what ends up happening is Ruth, the creator of Barbie, uh, helps her turn into a real woman, and she tells her that in life that there is no like standard, like uh, you make your life what it is, and you try your best to just be happy. Um she has this great line where she says uh, uh, about mothers. She said that mothers stand still so that their daughters can see how far they came. Um, and I think it's just to point out that mothers sacrifice a lot to make their daughters happy. Um, and obviously, I thought about my mom, but first I thought about uh, Garo's mom and Garo's relationship with her mom. And in that moment, when I was watching the movie with her, uh, Garo started crying. It was really, it's a really like emotional ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, what'd you think of that part right there? Yeah, um, for me, like, uh, my relationship with my mom wasn't great when I was a teenager, even, um, like after 18, uh, there's just like a lot of stuff going on, especially because my parents are divorced and, um, obviously you hear bad things about both sides of your parents, but for me particularly, uh, I would hear a lot of bad things about my mom, and Same, yeah. uh, there was one point where I don't can. I mean, I condone drug use if it helps, um, like psychedelics at least. Okay. Um, anything else, just keep it to yourself. But uh, I took and twenty one and older, everyone. Twenty one yeah. and older. <laughs> I took some shrooms, like a. Li- I thought I had taken like a little bit of shrooms. And it turns mm-hmm. out I took like a hefty dose, and I had a okay. pretty nice psychedelic trip. But <laughs> in the middle of it, I started crying, and okay. uh, I just realized like how that my mom was just like a person, which I know yeah. that sounds kind of weird and misogynistic to say right now, but um, I just. I realized that my mom's like a human being and she had yeah. like struggles and it isn't fair for people to put her down when they're going through the same struggles. So in that scene where she's, yeah, where she's breaking to Barbie, like that women or mothers at least sacrifice so much, uh, just for like to see how far their daughters can go. Uh, yeah kind of brought me back to that point where um i feel like once you get to a certain point you realize that your parents are people and they i mean they kind of do they i'm not kind of they do sacrifice a lot because when you have a child it's not just about you anymore it's about them as well and they just put so much effort into raising you and to be the best version of you and they want to see you succeed and they want you to be like this great thing but ultimately um 
she tells Barbie that you, we we're doing all this for you, but also you have to do these things for you and you don't have to uphold this, um, picture of like that. You're a perfect being, which I thought was really great. Like a really great, very human and emotional ending to this big, like cheesy bombastic, uh, movie about toys <laughs> yeah it was it was super heartwarming it was super i definitely thought a lot about my mom too and uh i made sure to text her right after um yeah my mom has definitely sacrificed so much just to give me a a good and ideal life and uh yeah and she and she's such a she's such a strong person that she never reminds me of that she just goes about her life being super strong and the same thing for Cottle. she's she's so accomplished she's so smart and funny and she makes everything look so effortlessly i was definitely just thinking about her the whole time um so yeah and then um at the end of the movie barbie becomes a real person her name is barbara now she is now like friends with uh, gloria and sasha and they drop her off at some building you think that she's going to go for like a job interview or something but it turns out that she's there to see her gynecologist because she's a real person now. <laughs> now she has actual uh, female anatomy. And then it ends. Yeah. So I thought it was really funny to end on that joke after this long, like super sad, super existential moment. Um, it was it was pretty good. What did you think of the ending? Oh, yeah. I thought the ending was great. It's very like it kind of pulls back into the humor to kind of deload on how heavy it was getting. I do like how how they ended off on that joke because when they first get to California or the real world, um, the guy, those construction workers are like whistling at Margot Robbie and stuff, and she goes, "Just letting you know, I don't have a vagina. We don't have genitals, and neither does he." Uh, and she points to Ken, and then she uh, rollerblades away, and Ken goes, "I have all the genitals." <laughs> <laughs> let's give this thing a rating man so give me a quick little summary of your thoughts and then give me a score one to five um well i do enjoy a lot of what the film is discussing and bringing up bringing to light um the 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 goods of being a woman the negatives of being a woman um there's so many layers to this film which sounds crazy for like a Barbie movie about toys but there really is and I think anyone can take away uh, something really great from it even if you're not uh, a woman or if you didn't grow up on Barbie someone's uh, I heard someone say that even if you don't like Barbie like you'll like this movie like this movie yeah um, criticizes Barbie just as much as anyone who doesn't like it would criticize Barbie. Uh, but in saying all that, I went to this movie for Ryan Gosling and he's <laughs> hilarious. And I absolutely love him in this movie. He's just this silly dorky dude. And he, he's funny. Um, everyone in the film is hilarious, but there's something particularly funny about his and i think it's that he made like a choice to be big and 
and just do things that um, other actors wouldn't do if they're in this role. And I think that pays off very well for him. Yeah. So, yeah, I did. I really like this movie. I would give it. Are we doing fives or tens? Fives. I, I, I give it a five out of five. There you go. Um, I think that this is a great movie too. I saw it twice and both times I enjoyed it a lot. I think if you're a guy and you have a lot of hangups on, or if you feel attacked watching this, I think that's a <laughs> reflection of you. Maybe you should do some soul searching. Um, and not to say that because I don't feel attacked, like I don't add to the patriarchy. No, of course we all men do inherently. And, you know, as guys, we got to just, keep ourselves in check and try our best every day to not add to it or at least reflect on it. Um, I think the performances are really funny. There are so many cameos in it that we didn't even get to like Issa Rae's in it. Who's fantastic on insecure. She's such a talented person. Uh, Dua Lipa's in it. Mm -hmm. Um, So many people that add and make this movie so damn funny. And then ultimately Ryan Gosling, like dude, Anyone who thought that he is too old or wouldn't be perfect for Ken is, I hope they're all just proven wrong instantly because he's so goddamn good in this movie. He's so funny. He's a fantastic singer, fantastic dancer. Um, Hell yeah, dude. Five out of five. I love this movie. I love his performance in it. In the pantheon of Ryan Gosling films on an S tier or an S to E tier, where are you placing this one? Honestly, I think I would put it on S. Why? Yeah. Um, just the just the comedy of his role. Like just how he just embraces it and he's not afraid to embrace it. Like I think he made a fantastic a fantastic choice as an actor to just embrace the absurdity of this character Ken. And I mean, it's like the nice guys cranked up to like eleven. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I love it. So he's, he's even drinking on in this one too. Oh yeah, he does drink a little bit in this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I totally agree with you. I know it's super early to like gauge where this is going to fall in his uh, pantheon and movies because it just came out. But I'm also going to give it an S. I think this is going to fall down as one of one of his like all time best performances. Like he's super funny in it. You have to, if you like Ryan Gosling, you absolutely cannot skip this movie. You have to see him in it. Um, yeah. Finally, our mission statement. Are we literally him? Do you literally see yourself as Ken? I mean, I am Ken. I'm Ken <laughs> I have Kenergy. Do you, uh, did you see on Twitter? Uh, how Simu Lu was like, I have I have Kenergy. I'm like the Kenergizer bunny baby. And then everyone on Twitter was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everybody was I just would, going in on this guy. He's like, you're not Ken. <laughs> I would feel bad for him. But then I looked up why everyone's mad at him. And I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. He fucked up. Yeah. Um, he fucked up. It is time. funny that it, it is funny that everyone's kind of fucking with him <laughs> yeah uh but am i literally him um i think i could say um outlandish childish things and i feel like sometimes i can do them in that tone that he says them in uh, so i'd say maybe 25 percent. <laughs> i don't want to take over i don't want to take over the world and have a patriarchy where we 
or equal with horses or anything like that. <laughs> I don't day drink heavily. I don't need a mini fridge. Uh, I don't have a Barbie in my life right now. So, um, I mean that that electric Hummer does look kind of cool. Yeah, I'm badass. I like the paint job. I do hope to one day get to a point where I can walk around shirtless with a fur coat on. Um, but am I literally him? I'd say like twenty percent, twenty five percent. There are things that are that where, he, where he's funny, where I can be like, okay, like I could see myself being funny like that. But I think that's kind of it, unfortunately. Yeah, I think one uh, thing about Ken is that he'll see, like when he brings over patriarchy, like he, he just sees like maybe 10% of what it is. And he brings that and makes that the whole like mission statement of patriarchy in uh, Barbie land. And I totally see myself in that. Of like, <laughs> I see just like a quick article, like headline. I'm like, yep, that's what it is. I know exactly what I'm talking <laughs> about. <laughs> so I think I have uh, that energy too. I think I'm a good like 30 percentish. Um, I also own a mini fridge, so I think that bumps it up an automatic five percent. So yeah, is it full of a six pack of cold ones? No, I keep it in in my classroom, so it's full of uh, diet coke. Oh. Same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, everyone. Thank you for listening. I want to quickly say that you should follow us on TikTok. We have a TikTok account and we post sporadically, but hey, look it up. Literally him on TikTok. Um, And also, you should give us a nice rating. Emilio, what rating should people give us? I'd say like a five out of five, 4.5, maybe three, you know, sometimes we, we make mistakes here and there or two, you know, sometimes like we don't know what we're talking about. I mean, if you give us a one, like, I mean, as long as we're getting ratings, you know, I mean, yeah, we're two guys talking about Barbie. So automatically if you want to give us a one, that's fine too. (laughs) All right, everyone. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.